I have breakfast, and I got to fix a toilet after this. Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to HR Talk, hrtalkpodcast.com. It's like an alias for the Biasco website. Biasco is com. a... Uh, and there's Ricky Bias. <laughs> I couldn't wait, brother. I couldn't wait. I'm excited. I'm serious what I said. I got breakfast. I got coffee. And as soon as we're done with this, I have a toilet to fix in my in-laws house. Because on top of being an HR guy and a, a podcaster, along with my uh, good old co-host, JC, I'm a part-time plumber. I didn't know that until I'm, yesterday. I'm not bitter. You... Did you just say I'm a bitter co-host? How dare you? How dare you? I said you? bitter? I said better. Oh, better. better? Oh, okay. Well, Did see, I say that? See how crazy <laughs> things could be misconstrued real quickly out there sometimes. My gosh. My gosh. Really, like, the smallest little thing can really, I am guarantee all these wars we've been involved with is because somebody misunderstood a word about something. Right, right. Or maybe something. they were just thinking about one thing and couldn't get their mind off it. Right. Yeah. yeah, and they slept on it, and they woke up. I'm, I'm going to be mad at that person. Who Boom, knows? there you go. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows about it, man? Ladies ah. and gentlemen, you know what time it is before we get too far. Ah. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Inspirational quotations from the mind of Professor Ricky R. S. T. D. Baez. <laughs> I'll come back to that later. Being a leader means you have to make difficult choices. And if everybody is happy with those choices, you're not doing your job properly. <laughs> That's all I could come up with after I heard STDs. No, I didn't. <laughs> Stop. No. Holy those smokes. Are your, those are your middle initials. You had your middle name, your confirmation name, and then your friendly name. My, what? Stephen Tide, <laughs> I don't even know what to start with Stephen Tiberius, it was like Devon or something like that. I'm Ephraim. Baez Jr. Oh, yeah, go on. And Tell if, everyone you're social while you're at it. Well, so what if they know my name? I mean, <laughs> if I ain't Baez Jr., I'm not, I'm not running from the law or other people. Yeah. I'm good. Again. Right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go. Oh, steal, steal my credit information. Yeah, help me. Pay my bills, people. If you're going to steal my credit, pay my bills along, along with it, bro. Oh, uh, so. it's crazy. It's been a crazy week in the world of human resources and business Ooh, and the world of everything. We have a lot coming up. We're going to be yes. at the uh, Space Coast HR Conference in Port Canaveral on April 20th. That's literally just about a week away. Ricky Baez, tell us more. I am so excited about that, right? You're coming in next week. Actually, bro, you're going to be here in about a week and a couple of days. So you're going to fly in. We're going to go ahead and um, uh, just do a little bit of recording. We're going to have dinner that Tuesday night. Then on Wednesday, we're going to be over at the event, and uh, we're going to be there all day. JC is going to be manning the mic. I'm going to be over in the podcast booth. We're going to be mingling. We're going to be talking to everybody, and we're going to hang out at the beach as soon as we're done. It is going to be a blast. Compared to years past, this time at the Space Coast HR Conference, we will have a uh, sheet of paper that's at the table, and that paper is just going to have some general questions. So even if you don't know what you want to talk about, stop by, read the questions, sit down, introduce yourself, say hi, do an interview on the spot, and help answer some of the questions that are there right in front of you. That's all. This will be assembled, put together into a podcast to be released through the HR Talk brand in the coming weeks as we head forward. Anything else going on, Ricky? No, I just want to just uh, put out there, there is still time to get some tickets. Go to SpaceCoastHRConference.com. That is SpaceCoastHRConference.com. 
conference.com. It is on Wednesday, April 20th, and about exactly a week and a half away. And uh, brother man, I am excited to uh, just just to be a lot just to be around a lot of HR pros and business pros and just um, put his thoughts together on how to attack the rest of 2022. I'm I'm pumped. <laughs> That's not funny. Why is that funny? People like you. They just like it. <laughs> no. They think you're kind of funny in a funny kind of way. That's all, I guess. <laughs> uh oh. It has been a busy week. Yeah. Current events this week will go approximately 55 minutes now into the program. We've got a lot going on this week to get (laughs) through, and they're not presented by anyone. It's just us here. So first up is uh, at the start of the week, on Monday, one of the bigger stories out there, uh, Chloe Berger. Chloe, you are an amazing writer. Chloe, whatever you're doing is very good, very big. It's uh, from finance.yahoo.com. It's some of the best writing. You have very good writings. So Google's former HR chief says your boss wants to boil you slowly like a frog to get you back in the office. And it's going to be terrible for morale and productivity. Beating the Monday blues will be especially trying for Google employees this week. And they're going to beat everyone down and try to get them back to the office. So after three to five years of flexible work models and hybrid plans, the normal in-office schedule will prevail at Google and beyond. Uh the predicted transition is going to happen over the next few years. According to Bloomberg, it's the boil the frog method. Ricky Baez, there's a lot more on this story. Stop by finance.yahoo.com or just Google Chloe Burger. You can find this too. There's a lot going on with this one, man. What do you think about that? I, I don't. So, okay, from a from a financial perspective, I get it. They spend a lot of money on that infrastructure. There's a lot of money invested in that real estate in the workspace, and they want to get a good ROI out of it. But it, it's at least I'm hoping that's what it is. I, I don't know if Google – actually, I take it back. I do know Google and every other organization do have their small fair share of leaders that don't trust their employees. Again, small fair shares. It's every organization has a little bit of them. And I, I don't want to say it's that. But good Lord, give them the flexibility. Stop calling them a frog (laughs) and boiling them slowly. That's a weird analogy, but I guess it makes sense with what they're trying to do. One of the main quotes here says most executives have been working in offices for up to 30 years, and it's very comfortable for them. It's the environment in which they know how to lead. They want to go back to what is familiar, and they believe that their experiences trump what science shows a hybrid model is better for productivity and happiness than being in the office five days a week. So when the pandemic hit, many white collar jobs shifted to remote work for safety reasons. But no one cares. Come on back. It's time to lay the hammer down because this is how they lead. According to this article, many companies will promise a great in-office experience, but will fail to deliver. End quote. And for the people out there listening, please do not confuse a hybrid model with a flexible model. Two completely different things. Had a conversation with somebody about this last week. Explain that. What's the difference? A hybrid model means you have to come in X times a week and you work from home X times a week. It's a static schedule. Whereas a flexible model, some people come in all the time. Some people come in part time. Some people don't come in at all. A flexible model gives the employee the the um, a flexibility. Duh to create their own work structure, create uh, their own work environment. With, within the, probably within the guidelines of, you must rigidly tell me that in a 48-hour time frame. <laughs> why? Right? It's, it's, Something it's like that? Make it, well, I mean, why? Why? Because we got all these tools, especially Google. We have all these tools out there where you can go ahead and just Ricky, zoom. I, I, I need the zoom. flexibility today. I need the flexibility. <laughs> Half my family died in a plane crash, but I'm still going to oh work God. for you. I'm sorry it's not 48 hours notice. Could I have flexibility today? Did you hate your family? Why are you not going to their funeral? Why are you over here telling me about giving you my flexible work arrangement? They have not been found yet. So we're, we're just trying to get things figured out. <laughs> Why am I laughing at this? Yeah, don't laugh at this. This is terrible. Uh, but oh this is flexibility for today. So in, in this Yahoo article, what they're saying is flexibility zero, right? They're, they're saying yep. like, yeah, wow. That's exactly what I hear. It, 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 brother, there, there's a lot more of that out there. This is just what we're reading right now. This seems to be the sentiment out in the workforce right now in America. 
And I, I don't know how long it's going to take for organizations to realize that people are going to pick organizations where they have more control over how and where they work. People need to jump on board on that. So I love that tune. Your next story is a shocker. And we're going to cut that right away. Elon Musk is now the prevailing leading head of the pack boardroom leader of the Twitterverse. That's right. Elon Musk, everybody. How you like them apples? So Elon Musk, uh, since uh, being the prevailing board member, the the, uh, primary shareholder, I believe that is, at uh, 9.2%, which equals $17 trillion, I suppose, or no, oh, it was, was what like, was wow. it? Wasn't it like 3.2 billion or something like that? It was a lot. The amount of money that would have taken for him to uh, completely eradicate world hunger a couple of months ago. So, yeah. so he, he does have a few things that hit this week. Uh, he does have complaints. The celebrities like Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber rarely use Twitter. So he's looking to fix that. He's also pushing for Twitter to introduce Dogecoin payments, price cuts, and authentication check marks for its blue subscription service. And he floated the idea of turning Twitter's San Francisco headquarters into a homeless shelter. There. What? Yeah. No. Yes. According to Yahoo News three hours ago, uh, he is floating the idea of turning the headquarters into a homeless shelter. He pulled his Twitter followers about the matter on Sunday and most voted in favor. Um, and he did recently become Twitter's largest shareholder after amassing a 9.2% stake in the company. And in unrelated news, Twitter stands on a hybrid work model, all of a sudden became uh, flexible. (laughs) Uh, Taking a look at the actual uh, statistics here on Twitter right now, you can pull this up if you desire. The question that Mr. Elon Musk posed to the world, convert Twitter San Francisco HQ to homeless shelters since no one shows up anyways. Yes of 91%, (laughs) no of 9%. There's 11 hours, 51 minutes left in this poll. Should you desire to check it out with 1.258 million votes so far? Ricky Baez, back to you. So at first, I didn't know why Elon wanted to be on that board anyway. And I don't know what I'm more shocked about. The fact that he's on that board and he took over as the majority of the shares or that 9% represents a majority of the shares (laughs) for that entire company. Wow, that's all it takes. Nine percent. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, he has to pay in the billions for it, but I just didn't know that nine percent uh, for that organization is what kind of tips you into be the head honcho for the organization. That's you interesting. I, you wouldn't be able to afford it though. Like you, you think to yourself, like, hey, I could, I could amass nine point two one. No, not no. that, not that regular person. Well, I could, I could. And did, did you coin. know? Interestingly, did you know that in New York State they're raising the poverty level? Uh, the, the the basic poverty level for a family of four is being raised now to approximately $84,000. No. Yeah. Yeah. Google, you do me a favor on this one. I don't have this article pulled up, but if you Google uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul poverty level, um, yeah, it just, just hit the news this morning. Everyone's kind of like a, a little taken back by that um, because they're raising the standard. Um, what two or three hundred percent, something like that. So, kind of wild. Find it right now. Kind of wild. Um, if you wow, can't so find it, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for it. I can't find. I think I everything I'm finding is from January of this year. Nothing to that effect. But interesting. Instead of putting things in place that would get people out of poverty, they just move the goalposts, huh? <laughs> That's interesting. That's why people are moving to Florida. All right, your next article here is. <laughs> Just deal with it. Deal with it. All right, your next article here. Uh, it does go back just a little bit of ways. This is from June of 2021. But what? please stop asking, does that make sense? There's seven expert alternatives out there. Um, oh, asking, does that make sense? It kills trust, actually. According to a Harvard study, it's a filler phrase. And as a result, when you ask, does that make sense? You're saying nothing at all while making it worse at the same time. And uh, it's it's really hard to know what you should say sometimes. So this article did the work for you. So instead of saying, does that make sense? Simply say, and this won't sound as condescending as does that make sense? Simply say, what are your thoughts? Simply say, how does that sound to you? 
It isn't condescending. It gives you context into their thinking. What questions do you have about this? It's open-ended. It's it's uh, holistic. The fourth one, what do you think so far? It's a better option because it's an open-ended question. It's rarely overused, and it doesn't demand consent as to whether or not something makes sense. The next one on the list here, what additional information would be helpful to you? Assuming that there is additional information on the table. Gives the prospect that extra push to pinpoint their pains or needs, which is huge. And uh, is this the kind of capability you had in mind? Oh, God, all this fluff. Just talk to people. Rather than saying, does that make sense? Which does come across condescending. Ricky, buys back to you. If that in makes a sense. culture of trust, in a culture of trust that doesn't exist, does that, it, that if that makes sense to you, it does make sense. It makes perfect sense. You see, I'm not offended by it because we have a good culture of trust going on in if an organization that only, has a toxic work environment. Then that would happen. Only if that makes sense. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, JC? Could you imagine just <laughs> it? Ima- well, I don't know. It depends if that makes sense. So somebody asked me, Ricky, what are your thoughts? I'm like, God, I'm so glad you didn't ask me if it made sense. It would completely derail this really good conversation we're having. Um, That's not what I'm thinking. Uh, so you could you could just very simply, if they pose the question the other way and you're that entrenched in using, does that make sense? If they ask you, so what are your thoughts? Just simply say, if that Doesn't makes make sense. If that makes sense. <laughs> That's so dumb. For those entrenched in the camp of what makes sense to them, blind consent, blind consent. Your next article, sense. Ricky, you brought this to the table. Bank of America CEO gets real about the labor shortage. They don't have enough people right now, and those who quit are not coming back. Mm. They are not returning. A lot of people left the labor market, and they're not going to come back, even with a strong bid for their services, said Moynihan on Thursday during a virtual event hosted by Fortune and the World Economic Forum. And, quote, that's just the reality we're going to be facing. We're going to be chasing that dynamic of not enough people working, end quote. The Great Resignation started April of last year amid the COVID pandemic as workers started going off in search of higher pay and better benefits or left the workforce altogether. Quote, the population growth has fallen in half during the last decade and we just don't have enough people now, end quote. In an effort to make Bank of America more competitive as an employer, Moynihan said he raised wages. Total compensation expenses for the bank grew 10% last year to $36.1 billion. Starting wages at the bank now average $44,000, which is half the economic poverty level in New York State, annually with full-time benefits, Moynihan pointed out. The bank's attrition rate actually fell to 50% during the pandemic, and some people just don't want to work for Bank of America at the end of the day, so get over it. Mm. Ricky Baez, back to you. <laughs> so so, so I'm glad that CEO is actually calling that out, that they're having a hard time with, uh, with uh, staff and with talent, but throwing money at it, it's not the only thing. It's helpful, but it's not the only thing. If you throw money at it and people are still leaving, you got to take a step back and, re- and re- reevaluate your strategy on how to keep and retain talent. You, you, you just have to do it. Obviously, it's not working. Are you forcing people to come back into the office? Because a lot of people are choosing to leave to other organizations for slightly lower pay because they got the flexibility to work from wherever they want. The, these organizations need to start taking a look at exactly, in real time, exactly what kind of perks and total compensation today's workforce is looking for because some of these organizations are just blind to it dude what more do some businesses really need to do though they're already coming on the table they're going above and beyond they the compensation packages that they put together before the pandemic were uh, sweet tasty offerings so what you're saying though is that that's not good enough anymore huh I don't think it ever was good enough. Not anymore. Anymore implies that it was good enough, yeah. and now it's not. And never was to begin with, to be honest. You can't just throw money at an issue. People spend a large portion of their waking hours at work. Why can't, Give them some flexibility, something to look forward to. So why can't you throw money at the issue? Throw the money at the people. So I'm going to, okay, got it. So I will give you $30,000 more a year and still continue to treat you like a piece of crap. Sounds good. That's going to be good for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. De- what? Depending on where the people live, that could be good for a few years. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like in New York State where the poverty level just went mm-hmm. up? You got it. <laughs> oh, man.
You can now no, afford you, that you, cheese, that good American <laughs> cheap cheddar cheese again. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is. God, I can't wait to go up to a Buffalo and hey, get some real quick. Sorry, if, if you go back in your mind to the uh, to the 90s, everyone listening, do this for me as well. We are back to Ew. the 90s now. Okay. It's creepy. Do you remember a comedic sketch where someone did a skit about cheese, about taking their date out for dinner and being able to afford the cheese on the burger? Instead, you don't. Oh, wait. That was, wasn't that Chris Rock? It was Chris Rock. I'm right? going to tell you something. Yeah. Can't find that skit anywhere on the line. I don't see it on the internets. It's like as of 2009, it all vanished. It disappeared, and I was never able to find it again. It kind of aligns with some strange news out there, but I'm not going to get into all that right now. You can't, no, no, you can't open that door and just walk away from it. No, dude, no, 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 no. I'm going to find that cheese kit. I'm going to find it. Your next story is heading over to Amazon. A lot of people are really sick of Amazon right now, and I'm going to tell you why. One, as a consumer, when they purchase from Amazon, they feel they're getting scammed. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things going on out there with when you buy on Amazon. If it's not right and you need to return it, there's big shipping scams taking place nowadays where then the shipping's back on you. And then there's restocking fees and all this other stuff. So if if you're ever taken advantage of from a consumer perspective or if your information has been stolen through Amazon, Contact them. Their, their customer service is really good to help you out. It's just going to be one of the worst experiences of trying to actually get a human being to help you out you'll ever have in your yeah. entire life. But once you reach them, they're amazing people, like both of them. They're very good. There's also another <laughs> very – yeah, both of them. There's also another scam out there where if if you search images on on the line, like Google or Bing or anything like that, let's say Ricky Baez wants to buy a new pair of pants, so he wants – he takes – he takes a look through the images and he Googles all the pictures of pants and he finds the best pair and he clicks that picture of pants and it's a link to Amazon. And next thing you know, it opens the Amazon app and now the Amazon app is in a different language like Croatian or something. And now he can't change it back. It's these links associated with some of the pictures that you find on your Google image searching where they are actually deep rooted into uh, bad, bad things happening on your little devices. So okay. all that aside, Amazon's got even bigger problems in their own house. Labor organizer Dude. Pop Champagne and thank Jeff Bezos for going into space. When he was up there, we was signing people up, end quote. Supporters of the Amazon Labor Union celebrated their victory at the NLRB in New York. Organizer Christian Smalls thanked former CEO Jeff Bezos for going into space. When he was up there, we was signing people up, Smalls said. Get the latest on tech news scoops delivered to your inbox daily from Business Insider. I cannot provide you any more. I am blocked from the rest of the article that Ricky shared with me. So if you want to give us a synopsis, please. So here's what happened. So Amazon, uh, their New York warehouse is called JFK 8. I think that's that's what it's called. Just organized. They had a a union vote and over 4,000 people showed up. Now, for those of you out there, remember, whenever there is a a, um, a labor relations election for you to ratify a contract, um, you have to, in order for a contract to be ratified, they need 50% of the votes plus one of the people that actually showed up to vote. So they were in the thousands. So it sounds like Amazon was doing uh, a lot of work to keep from this from happening. And it, it, it turned out to be bad for them because, look, the people who showed up say they want a contract. And I've always said this, JC, I say, I say this to you, I say it to my students and all my clients. I do not like unions. I understand why they exist. And if they unionize on your butt, you deserve that. You're not paying attention to the employees. And now this is going to set an ugly precedent for Amazon because a lot of other warehouses are going to do the same thing. This is going to be a huge headache for that organization. The NLRB finished counting votes on Friday morning. Workers submitted 2,654 votes and 2,131 against that. Oh, that was uh, 2,654 votes for the union and 2,131 mm-hmm. against joining the Amazon Labor Union, a new group that uh, the gentleman by the name of Smalls founded. 
The ALU is working to unionize another warehouse on Staten Island, which will vote in the coming weeks. Amazon has vigorously fought to keep its warehouses from unionizing along the way. And in a blog post, the company said it was disappointed with Friday's vote and is thinking about submitting to a federal labor panel an objection related to the conduct of the election. Now, in a leaked memo obtained by Vice in 2020, an Amazon uh, lawyer told Bezos, Amazon layer as a quote yeah. here. Okay, whatever. They they misspell that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's listen. It's supposed to be lawyer. It's all <laughs> good. Insider, you this, get stuff is, together. Th- this is why we share articles for educational and informational purposes, because there's good writers and terrible writers out there. This writer of the article is a very good writer who can't write. So in a leaked memo <laughs> obtained by Vice in twenty twenty. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. Oh my God. This is the most HR sentence or two that we've ever had on the entire world. Play both sides. Um, in a leaked memo, Bezos stated that Smalls was not smart or articulate. And to the extent the president wants to focus on us versus him, we'll be in a much stronger PR position. Smalls ah. has remained bullish about the union's prospects through the months organizing and said, uh, we've never seen a campaign like this ever before. We're not a traditional union. We don't have. The resources we started from scratch with hmm. nothing. That memo aged well. <laughs> as, did, as did the poor spelling in the article, which I'm done with. I'm, I'm not even going to bother with this. No, wait a minute. Well, no, hold on, hold on. It's not poor spelling. They spelled the word layer properly. It was just in the wrong sentence. This is somebody who really relied on spell check, but not reading the content, whether the word belonged there or not. F. Yeah. F. Yeah. <laughs> this is insider. <laughs> Brutal, on, brutal at the yeah. end of the day. Anything else you want to say about Amazon unions no, or anything? All I'm saying is, all I'm saying, people, folks, business leaders, HR people, take this stuff seriously. If your employees come to you with concerns, it would behoove of you to address those concerns. Let them know what you can do. I'm going to keep talking. I'm not going to be played out like uh, the Grammys or the Oscars. Not happening. I'm just going to keep talking over it. It's perfectly okay. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> power went out up there or something no folks seriously hr people business leaders please listen to your employees please address each and every concern because once you get a union involved it's going to be just that much more difficult to just have simple meetings if you just act like human beings who are trying to help each other you won't need unions and they're not going to go and vote them in for you that's what i'm going to say about it so amazon you're in trouble thank you human beings you still with that? <laughs> <laughs> I get a kick out of it every time. I'm not making fun of you. I'm laughing with you. And the, I am not laughing. And the other human beings. <laughs> beans. It's, the English language is just funny at the end of the day. You got to admit, man. I mean, like in no, French, okay, like, okay, yeah. legume, you know? But in, in English, bean. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the title for this show. Human beings yeah, and unions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, let's all oh, let's order that Alaskan burrito with refried yeah. beans. <laughs> it's like, sir, the cool. human cayenne pintos. That's brutal. What kind of beans? Oh, my gosh. I wasn't even going to. Oh, geez. This is you the whole there. thing. You went there. I, uh, <laughs> it's just certain God. words, certain English words. Do this. Dude, what is going on with you? Beings. The poverty line changes, and you lose all all composure. What's going on? Beings or beans, and and it's funny how in in the language it just tra- you know things evolve. So it's human beings, beans, beans. <laughs> I'm just gonna say human say, from now no, no, on. No, no, say, just say it with. Is, try this. Try human, human beings, beans, and then. Human, human beans. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's brutal. It sounds no. Watch. No, it sounds the same. Say, say beans and say beans. Beings or beans, right? <laughs> and, but then I'm gonna stop saying beings, and I'm just gonna say humans, and you're gonna say, "Oh, what hummus? Are you saying hummus now?" No, <laughs> I'm done. No. <laughs> All right, your next article oh, comes please. from uh, Ricky Baez. Uh, he found this. Me? Yeah, you found this in the middle of the night last night, actually. 
The CEO who fired 900 employees over Zoom is asking, uh, is back. That CEO is back, and he's asking more people to quit. Could you tell us about this? So so here's the thing. The guy never... He never quit. Remember, he stepped down. He was taking a leave of absence after the last uh, debacle v- because Vishal, he treated that wrong. Vishal Garg. And he's sure. the CEO of mortgage lending company Better.com. Yep. That too. So he so he went away. He came back. But here's the thing, right? People what people don't seem to understand is when anybody steps into that into that role, if the finances are not where they need to be, they do have to make some cuts. So that is okay, something okay. that a CEO <laughs> must do. That, right. So, so in context of what he did in December, he gathered 900 of his employees on a Zoom meeting and told them they were being fired. Then he told other employees that those that were terminated were stealing from the company because they weren't pulling their weight. Crappy. Yep. Crappy. And that didn't go over well. Uh, can I? It, That's a quote the from the article. <laughs> That's a quote from the article no. uh, from INC.com. A lot of the people that I, that that I spoke to regarding this article, the part they didn't like is that he fired them over Zoom, and the other half is because of the calling them thieves, right? Now, yes, the CEO should not have said that because they're not stealing from the organization. If anything, it's your fault for putting together a process, a staffing model that created this monster that now you have to deal with, right? They didn't put it together; you, the CEO, did. So don't call them thieves. Right. But then to let you're them go, 900 people, you got to do it via Zoom. You're, That's the most efficient way to do it. Listen, you're going to love this next part. You're gonna, go ahead. It's go ahead. It's crazy. So he comes back from hiatus, like wherever his magical, mystical walking tour took him. And now he's a pop back to Florida. Right. He, yeah. So he goes to a popka <laughs> and he helps yeah. out at this call center with car insurance. And then he decides, hey, I'm coming back. I'm kidding. I don't know if they're in a popka. But wouldn't that be amazing and interesting? That would be hilarious. So yeah. when he returned, the company laid off an additional 3,000 employees, some of whom found out, here it is, they found out when they received severance payments in their bank account ahead of being notified that they were no longer employed. They got the severances first? Yep. Wow. <laughs> A source told TechCrunch that uh, better dot. Whatever they are, uh, they're losing as much as $50 million. Horrible.com. Horrible. <laughs> That's their name don't right now. Google that. Wow. Don't go to that web. We have not been to that website. I don't we know where it, it goes. <laughs> FYI. But uh, a source told TechCrunch that the company is losing as much as $50 million a month. As a result, the company is asking even more. They're asking employees to resign and they're offering them a 60 day severance uh, of a fair way of saying thank you. Things aren't going well. Go away. That's the CEO's fault Quote. because I'm pretty sure that, hold on. I'm pretty sure the reason, the reason that they have to cut even more is because of what happened. The CEO did before. Nobody wants to do business with them. Quote, Sorry, go ahead. while this voluntary separation exercise is difficult, we remain confident in the strong path ahead for better. Given the headwinds ah. facing our industry, collaboration, innovation, the hallmarks on which better built its success will be more essential than ever. For that reason, we look forward to returning to in office mode in the coming weeks. <laughs> End quote. So we can fire you in person. <laughs> Dude, what a horrible man. So not only did the CEO <laughs> messed up and how he laid people off a few months ago, but now HR or whoever's in charge of the severance process pulled the trigger a little bit too early and let people know they were being let go before actually having that conversation. That is just crappy leadership from the top on down. Seriously, that guy should never have come back. Just give him a golden parachute package and go away. Wow. So further, further down the article here, quote again, we saw a similar story with Peloton, which exploded with growth during the pandemic, but never stopped to consider that once people start going outside, they might stop buying expensive workout stuff for their living room. As a result, the company ended up with warehouses full of inventory that it could not sell. In that case, it wasn't just employees who ended up leaving. It was the CEO. Hmm. 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 Final thoughts on that story before I move on. Better.com might as well change their name to weai.com because they're just dropping. It, it, it's, it's, they need to change their leadership because how they're handling these really complex conversations are really it's, – it's, it's doing a number on their business. They might as well just shut down. Why is that slow? 
Isn't that slower than normal? Yeah. Right? I slowed it down intentionally. Oh, yeah. Thank no, you you, you just kind of kept talking. So I'm like, I gotta play this longer. I've only got this so is a much podcast. Time. We talk, bro. <laughs> That's what we do. From mytwinsears.com, written by Rija. New York court employees are getting fired for not complying with the vaccine mandate. After refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine, um, they have to. Still happening. And the employees had until Monday, April 4th to get vaccinated or face getting fired. So they fired people. That's still happening. It's still happening. What's the fire? Uh. So New York court employees have filed a lawsuit against the court system, COVID vaccine uh, mandate. Um, it's the same argument that we've heard for the past two years and nothing new in that regard. Um, quote, I had COVID and got natural immunity and my concern was that getting the vaccination would hinder my natural immunity, end quote. And then the debate about natural immunity and this article is a rehash of the past two years. Um, quite interesting. Stop by mytwintears.com. And again, this is an educational informational, uh, podcast right here. They have an amazing website with great writers, but you've read the same story a million times. You really have. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what's it, up. Yeah. And, and it's, I just had conversations with clients this, this, uh, this past How week. How is that this are kinda, a thing still? Uh, so... It depends on what industry they're in, right? Obviously, that is the uh, the government um, sector of New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's the government sector. So that has different laws and no, regulations. No, no, than it's the private not even sector. just government sector. It's state of New York sector. It's like not <laughs> even a different sector. It's like a different universe. If it's you think about island. like the multiverse of madness, like New York has its own multiverse in and of itself. <laughs> you know. And it's, it's part of the reason why you see such a huge population surge and amazing workers moving to Florida for a brighter future as they seek asylum. New York needs to be careful. They're going to they're going to end up like California, brother, where a lot of people are moving away from the state. A lot of prominent people. Tesla moved oh, its, uh, its, uh, its headquarters to Texas. I think Oracle left as well. And a lot of people are leaving just because the these these mandates, these regulations are hurting businesses, right? Now, I'm not saying to do this one way or the other. At the end of the day, each organization does what they feel is necessary for them to conduct business. You got to think about what this is going to do to the community in which where you live. So it's, yeah. Sure. It's time, time for Florida Man, man. Story. Story. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, look, look, we got to get credit to our to our house band. They do a great job. So a big round of applause to our house band and uh, our laugh track people. We pay them in MREs. Meals ready to eat for those of you who do not know what that is. Your first Florida man story has been brought to the table from a friend of the podcast. Oh, this is from local10.com. Producer Rob. South Florida is at the center of the cryptocurrency universe this week as a national Bitcoin conference kicks off in Miami Beach. It's called Bitcoin 2022, and it's attracted about 30,000 to 50,000 visitors, depending on who you talk to. Miami is bullish on Bitcoin, and now we have the statue to prove it, plus a mayor who's leading the charge. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez says the bull statue outside of the Miami Beach Convention Center is symbolic. At the conference in Miami, Bitcoin investors can rub shoulders and trade cryptocurrency. Miami-Dade County is also in the mix, trying to ensure that everyone benefits here. Ricky Bias, back to you. So you up, folks. Do not, do not, not pay attention to this because this is going to be big. A lot of people are making fun of this whole cryptocurrency process and making fun of Miami wanting to be the capital or the center of the cryptocurrency. Look, Miami has been the launching pad of a lot of cultures, right? Retirement, right? People come down to Miami to retire. The nightlife, 
You know, it's uh, it's design of drugs, apparently, back in the 80s, which launched a lot of careers <laughs> in the movie industry and in the drug cartel industry. But now Bitcoin. I mean, of course, I'm joking about that. But look, it's uh, cryptocurrency is going to be big. It really is going to be big. And you can tell by these these conferences, not only in Miami, but a lot of other places in the U.S. as well. And every year they get more and more and more traction. Folks, start looking at that right now. I'm not going to make this into a cryptocurrency soapbox, but take a look at it. And Miami is going to be that hub. Why? I'm going next year. Well, and what, you should go next year. What's going on with the, for those not in the know, why is Miami the hub for cryptocurrency? It's it, so Miami. It's 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 one of those cities that is starting to adopt that type of of uh, currency exchange a lot more. But the mayor in Miami is actually pushing for business to make it easier for businesses to accept cryptocurrency. Now, what's happening with this is that a lot of uh, um, uh, government agencies are not happy with that because it, it's, it cuts them out of the loop. There's no taxes involved. But you start to see the federal government get involved, putting policies out there where it is going to make cryptocurrency a little bit more relevant by trying to stick their nose into it and trying to tax it here and there. But Miami is going to become one of those cities in the United States that's going to that's going to put policies in place to let businesses accept it widely, just how El Salvador is doing it today. So that's what's going to happen. New malware uh, in the crypto world has been discovered, crypto mining malware. It's mm-hmm. being discovered every day. This one, Denonia, is, um, is really bad. It's essentially running a set of programs on either high-end devices or on cloud-based environments to earn cryptocurrencies and, and steal them from other people. And if you're going to try to protect yourself from other malware like Blackguard or uh, other crypto mining things going on, there's a lot going on in that world. So just be safe as you play. That's all as you normally do. You know, if you if you if you leave your personal data out there, somebody can hack you and they can uh, take out loans under your name. No different. You just got to be careful with the information you have out there, especially with cryptocurrency that's not regulated and it is decentralized. We should do a show on that. Can I say one thing? Just, just, just one more uh, uh, quick thing. Um, currently, pe- people know that uh, I, I, I work for a staffing agency. Actually, actually, that's going to end here in about a week or so, so I can be a consultant full time. But in this particular staffing agency, it, it, it's uh, the president and I put something together. Actually, the president kind of put it together. I, I pushed it right because I think it's a really good idea. Part of people's compensation is going to be in cryptocurrency if they so de- desire, and people are taking up. Uh, taking us up on that. They are choosing to get some of their variable income in Bitcoin. And a lot of other organizations are doing that as well. So HR people, business people, keep your eyes open because that's going to be more relevant in five years than what it is today. A Florida man was stopped for speeding in Flagler County as discussion with the deputy that pulled him over ensued. The reason for his speeding came to light. At one point, the driver keeps saying, I'm so sorry, as he continues fishing for his documents and formulates a plan to blame his speed on the Dodge Challenger's enhanced power option known as sport mode. Okay, Knight Rider. (laughs) The driver's trying to get out of it by talking with the officer a little bit. He saw some other cars coming, obtains his registration, hands it to the officer. And then admits to the officer, quote, to tell you the truth, guy, I just found out that Putin said he's going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world. And I was trying to get back to my house to find out what was going on. End quote. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Flagler Sheriff's Department has dubbed this the Putin made me do it excuse for breaking traffic laws. It is unclear as to whether or not the man is held on bail bond or has been released or has something coming up like a court appointment in the near future. Ricky Baez, back to you. Now what? Now wait. As soon as Will Smith comes out to do some kind of live interview, he's going to use that same excuse. Putin made me do it. That's going to be the biggest meme sticker that's going to uh, uh, come out in the next 24 months. Putin made me do it. So there's a sports mode on the do- on that car that's able to make it go just that much faster, just like Knight Rider and the pursuit mode? I might have to test drive one of those bad boys to see if that's true or not. That's what I got to say about that one. Before I get into a very (laughs) special 
topic here. I am going Special. to get into a final current events story for you, though. Uh-oh. According to NewsNationNow.com, a newly released Pentagon report says some witnesses who report UFO sightings also experienced injuries, including radiation burns, brain problems, and damaged nerves. While the memo for the Defense Intelligence Agency, or DIA, is not the hard evidence needed to confirm life on other planets, Nick Pope, a journalist used around the British government's UFO project, says we're closer than we've ever been. If they're out there, we're closing in on them. And it will be the biggest discovery in human history. The story is coming to us from NewsNationNow.com. We're closing in on them, UFO experts on Pentagon, Pentagon's findings. And they're it's saying the that they, uh, the Pentagon... What is that? It's full of human beings. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is the headquarters of the uh, metaverse of New I, York. I pulled this out I, of the end because I know that you like these kind of stories. They're, they're thought-provoking and intriguing. And it's very clear in this article that the very specifically talking about the people that had the bruises, the physical trauma, the trauma on the body. So. And that was from Boston. Got it. Okay. Human beings. Boston beans. So what do you Dude. think about this? <laughs> do, um, do you have thoughts? I, or? Look, I did this um, one for you, man. Well, this is a whole different show. This, this is a two-hour show in itself because this type, these type of stories, fascinates the living daylights out of me, right? For the possibility, look, it, it, it's it's two thousand years ago. People thought that we were the center of the. Actually, now take it back. A thousand years ago, people thought we were the center of the universe. As time progressed, we found that we're not. So who's who knows what's going to happen in another thousand years if there really were people here from other worlds? Because this universe is way too big for just us little tiny human beings. Emphasize on beings. If if it's just for us, so yes, I do believe there's other things out there. Look, we're floating around in an empty space, and all we see when we look up is this big fireball, and we're supposed to be okay with that. I mean, there's a fireball in the sky. We're okay with it. Like nothing. I mean, All right. So just a real quick roundup for you. Researchers have connected yeah. Black Hat ransomware with past Black Matter malware activity. Chinese hackers are using VLC media players to launch malware attacks on people. And um, wait, I'm sorry. What's a VLC media player? I don't know what that is. Uh, definitely Google that. The VLC media player has been um, is it, widely used. Uh, many, many downloads. V as in Victor, L as in Lima, C as in Charlie, VLC media player. Uh, new Android banking malware remotely takes control of your device. And the Google Pixel 6 and Samsung Gal- uh, Galaxy Note um, yeah. are, are safer in regards to radiation, whereas uh, some of the older phones to include the Pixel 3, the Pixel 4, and uh, many iPhones have higher levels of radiation, according to a recent study. And there's a new pixel-flavored Coke, and it does not taste good. That's a real quick what? roundup for you. Yeah. There's a pixel. There's, re- yep. there's not. Yep. There's n- no way, dude. No yeah. way. Uh, Google for me, pixel-flavored Coke. Pixel-flavored Coke. It's a zero-sugar Coke. Um Coke recently announced that they're making this limited edition soda called Coke Cola Zero <laughs> Sugar it. Bite. Holy crap, he's it was right. <laughs> born in the metaverse. They're trying to come Coca-Cola's. back from Coca-Cola's. No, yeah, I found that Coca-Cola's new Pixar flavor soda is a product for of the metaverse. Yeah, man. But is it real? Yep. If it's popped up in the metaverse, how can we Okay, that's a whole another show. That's it, a whole another show. It is an entirely <laughs> different show. Um, last piece for you. Um, yeah, talk to me. Would you like a interesting thing or no? Yes, let's hear it. I've got one for you. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. The first baby born with DNA from three parents through mitochondrial transfer happened in Mexico on April 6th, 2016. The technique is designed to help couples who carry rare genetic mutations have healthy children. 
techniques to create three-parent babies seek to offer mothers a way to have a child without passing on metabolic diseases caused by faulty mitochondria. Those are the structures that provide energy to cells. Researchers do this by exchanging the diseased mitochondria of a prospective mother with those of a healthy, unrelated donor, the third parent. In this particular instance, the nucleus from a healthy donor egg is replaced with a nucleus taken from the egg cell of a woman who carries a rare neurological disease called Lay syndrome, leaving the donor's healthy mitochondria intact. The scientists then fertilize the modified egg with the father's sperm before implanting it into the mother's uterus. Lay's syndrome is a severe neurological condition that decimates mental and physical capabilities and often results in a child's death before kindergarten. So the team has to take an ethical approach with their technique. They avoided destroying embryos and used a male embryo so that the resulting child would not pass on any inherited mitochondrial DNA. When doctors later tested the boy's mitochondria, they found less than 1% carry the Lay syndrome mutation. Mitochondrial donation is increasing globally and provides a method designed to reduce the risk of children inheriting a debilitating and potentially fatal genetic disease. Mitochondria actually have their own genome, which is inherited through the female line. Many countries across the world now recognize the benefits of the procedure and are creating new laws enabling its practice to further help people. These are Interesting Things with JC. How do you come up with these topics? Uh, it just kind of happens, and some are suggested from people as well. But yeah, the mitochondrial um, transplant process is kind of wild, man. You know, really is. It's you know what I like these things so thank you for actually publishing these in a way that is easily consumable like two or three minutes because I'm learning some things I'm like I, I never thought about a a, ba- a baby having three types of DNA right from three different parents but I guess that's that's uh, starting to become more and more prevalent these days tell you what man it, it, pe- people in a thousand years are going to look back and like wow God what were they doing in the two thousands so here's here's how I came across this one um, as as part of research I was taking a look into a, a story about uh, FLSA and working for two dollars fifty cents an hour how the Department yeah. of Labor cracked down on grossly exploitive abusive pay practices in San Diego and um, San Diego it, San, San Diego <laughs> and uh, the the story like specifically pinned in on three specific employers federal court ordered three customs warehouses to pay two million dollars in back wages and penalties in san diego and it was a landmark (laughs) investigation of uh pramar global warehouse logistics in september of 2021 um two dollars fifty cents an hour that's brutal but here's the connector three custom warehouses san diego Three parents, mitochondrial DNA, Mexico. It was like, I don't know, something in the browser that day was just like, <laughs> hey, you might want to check this out too. I'm like, oh, cool. What? And then it, it just, just kind of went down from a there. rabbit hole. Yeah, it sent me <laughs> down a rabbit hole altogether. All right, Ricky, um, you are going to be heading to Maryland real quick, right? That is correct. So after we do the uh, Space Coast event here on April 20th uh, over in Port Canaveral, the following month over in May, uh, actually, May 11th to the 13th, I'm going to be speaking at the ninth annual conference, Waves of Change, Oceans of Opportunity, do, the Human Resource Association of Southern Maryland. What are you going to be conference. talking about? What do you? What's your topic? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to be talking about how to attract and retain employees in a post not so post pandemic. Ooh, I have a I have a suggestion. Yes. Um, yes. Don't fire them. No. <laughs> No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Don't fire them. Treat them well. Treat them with respect. And let's have a good understanding of what motivates them. And once you have that good understanding, you give them what motivates them. And in return, just wait for it. They're going to move mountains for you. That's what happens when you treat people well. They treat you well back. 
it's a concept a lot of organizations seem to be missing these days. But you're not giving away your speech right now, right? Like, no, 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 no. I'm not. It's going to be like an hour long talk, or is it like a five minute thing like this? No, hour and a half. Okay, it's, uh, I'm going to be up there for an hour and a half. I'm going to be talking about the things you can do, implement in your organization the very next day to make sure that you are retaining the best talent you possibly can. It's, it's, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Um, I'm talking to the organizers. They're excited as well. Hour and a half. That's almost the duration of the former HR Talk podcast format. Will you have a Florida <laughs> Man segment? I will not have a Florida Man segment. I'm going to be in Maryland. <laughs> so I'm not going to have any Florida Man segment. But if you want to see this, trust me, it's going to be a blast. Again, that is the 2022 uh, Human Resources Association of South Maryland Annual Conference. You can find tickets at, oh, I have it, H-R-A-S-M-O-N-L-I-N, harassmonline.sherm.org. Tickets are still available. Um, I'll see you there on May 11th through May 13th in Ocean City, Maryland. It's going to be a blast. April 20th, 2022, Ricky Baez and I will be at the 25th annual Space Coast HR Conference in Port Canaveral. We look forward to meeting you there. It's going to be my pleasure and honor to be back to the stage as your MC for this event for the third time. Third time in in the in four consecutive invitations. <laughs> we'll put it that way. We had one Explain year there. That. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had one year there where there was a global pandemic. So past that, you know, it's all good. So it's going to be good to get back up on the stage and be there and help usher people in. Some of the speakers that day, the founder and president of Empowering Differences, Ashley Brundage, will be there. We also have uh, discussions coming from partner at Ackerman LLP, Lillian Chavez-Moon, and the senior training consultant of Dynamic Corporate Solutions Incorporated, Darren Finley. Our day will continue on from hearing from speaker, leadership trainer, HR coach, and consultant with 357 Solutions, Sam Slay, and of course, your deep dives with michelle tatum bush a partner at ford harrison as well as lewis wilson another partner there over at ford harrison who've been fantastic partners of the conference over the years it's always fantastic to see a group of people come together with not just the true intent of you know obtaining your recertification credits that you have to do every year anyways but coming together for the true good faith positive doing the right thing vibe that this crew does really does every year hiring is has gone hand over fist over top the national average in florida you have had a lot of challenges over the past year year plus year and a half i mean look all the new yorkers that you've inherited now my goodness (laughs) you've got your hands full trust me you have some unique challenges and you do it with good faith you do it with open eyes you do it with positive intent. And this day, we're going to have great discussions. Ricky, over to you. Yes. And look, it, it's in, in, you know, a lot of people go to conferences and the, either they have a great time, they don't. Let me tell you, this particular one, you're going to have some great content. Every time we go, there's always some great content, some back and forth discussion, which that's the part that I enjoy the most. It's not just getting up on stage, somebody talking and people listening. People have questions, there's engaging conversations, and this is how you learn, folks. This is especially right now where conferences are just slowly starting to come back to what the normals were before 2020. So this I cannot wait, especially to get all these different topics out there and then getting to uh you know, mingle and network with uh, with people right by the talk, talk right about by the podcast table. Talk about the podcast table. How that works? Oh, buddy! All right. So while JC is doing his thing up on stage, going back and forth, making sure the sponsors are are noticed and everybody's having a good time, I am going to be at the HR Talk Podcast booth. I am going to be going to be covering the event the event live. We're going to be taking pictures, taking videos. Please come by. Say hi. Take a seat over on that hot seat. Let's spend a couple of minutes getting to know you as you and getting to know why you're here, what you're looking to learn and what you got out of it. So please come by the podcast booth. I will be there. I'm going to have some little goodies to give away. So uh, it's going to be fun. Come by and say hi. On behalf of Ricky Baez, 
the entire HR Talk podcast team. I'm JC. It's been our pleasure to be here. Any final thoughts before I say goodbye, Rick? No, brother. I cannot wait. Next time you hear from us, we will be, be speaking with the president of the Space Coast HR Association, I believe. Kathy's. We are. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be the next time we're getting together right there. It's going to be a fantastic program. Finally getting a chance to talk about data the way that I want to. That's going to be coming up very shortly, and then we're going to see each other live. So with that, drive safe. Have a good night. I got to go fix the toilet.